Welcome to another episode of the Rental Journal Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the equipment rental industry. I'm your host, Mark Simonson, and today our guest is Jason White. Jason served as an aerospace ground equipment technician in the US Air Force and reached the rank of senior airman. Following that, he eventually joined RSC Equipment Rental in 1998 as a senior mechanic and has worked at companies such as Fortner Construction, YCUSA, and his current role as corporate used and rental manager at Chroma Material Handling. Jason, to kick things off, can you just talk a little bit about how you got into the equipment rental industry? You know, so I got into uh, the rental industry back in 1998 when I got out of the Air Force. Uh, I was a mechanic for RSC for a little over six years. Okay, and so talk to me a little bit about how easy it was to transfer the skills that you learned as a technician in the U.S. Air Force over to working as a mechanic as at an equipment rental business. Right. Well, you know, I was I was a ground support mechanic in the Air Force. So, I mean, the roles that kind of transfer over, obviously, the mechanical skills, because uh, the Air Force does a phenomenal job with uh, technical training. Um, and on the job training, and they do a great job. So mechanical background definitely transferred. But because I supported flight line operations, you know, we had that get it done attitude where, you know, if somebody needs something to complete their job, we're there to support them. And that's very much so in the rental industry. It's very fast paced, last minute. You know, when somebody needs something, they need something. So th- those types of skills transferred quite a, really well into the rental industry. Okay, and so is is the Air Force something that you would recommend for other people to think about joining maybe after school or, or whatever the scenario might be? Uh, because it seems like it's really helped you in your, I guess, your career now. Yeah, I mean, well, if, if you don't have any, if you're not, you know, made for college or you don't have any skill sets and then that kind of stuff, I, I think the military is a really good start. Because, uh, I mean, military for me, it gave me direction, focus. You know, obviously it gave me a, a marketable skill, um, makes you part of a team, really uh, trains you up in leadership. I mean, there, the, the Air Force was a phenomenal decision for me to go into. I mean, I, I, would, I would grant that anybody would benefit from uh, that experience. I definitely think it's a great opportunity for people to learn some leadership skills and any particular trades potentially as well along the way. So it's definitely something that people should consider. So talk to me about how well it is to transition out of that type of role and into maybe just a normal job, if you want to call it. There is a guy, you know, they, they help you and they assign you some, a transition team to help you transition to the civilian world. Um, They help you with somewhat with job placement, you know, they help you with resumes. uh, They help you with, um, you know, where to look for, for jobs. They do a great job trans- helping you transition. Uh, they don't go as far as finding a job for you, but they, they do everything but that. Uh, they, they do a really good job transitioning. It's good to hear that they sort of help with that transition because I can see some people would definitely struggle and be unsure about what, what, what are the first steps really along the way. But so talk to me about some of the roles, specific roles you've had in your career to date. Right. So, um, you know, obviously a mechanic uh, was where I started out. That's my first role. Um, and then I transitioned over to equipment management position with Faulkner Construction. You know, I managed the company owned equipment, uh, but I treated it like a rental, uh, you know, rental house, uh, you know, just rent to internal customers. 
you know, th there's a similar process as far as setting the rental rates, you know, maintaining the equipment, you know, renting to different job sites, you know, and scheduling that, um, the moves between job sites. You know, they just had a different ROI expectation and your life cycles are obviously a lot longer than they would be in a rental, rental company. Um, and then also uh, taking on the role of uh, the divisional and corporate rental and used equipment manager positions. I've done that for about 10 years with material handling companies. Uh, primary responsibilities in that are managing those two departments across several locations. Okay, interesting. So, so you've worked on both the, the, the construction contractor side, managing the fleet, and also on uh, the, I guess, the standard rental business as well in various different industries. So, so what are the key differences between, say, that civil contractor as a fleet manager and then a fleet manager in uh, an out-of-the-box rental business? Well, uh, one that sticks out to my head is the sales side of it. I mean, you're not selling, you, you know, um, your you know, competition is not there. You, you know, you have captive audience, right? So uh, you're just supporting them, you know, uh, their, their job sites and those kind of things. Um, you know, and it's like, it's not, it's more of cost control on the, um, on the, the construction side, the equipment side, when you're owning your own assets, you know, not as much of a profit center as it would be for a rental house. This is the main, main things I, the differences I saw. Mm, yeah. So I guess, yeah, the rental business is really trying to get the ROI on their investment where the construction companies are more trying to get the most out of the equipment at the lowest possible cost. Exactly. Um, yeah. And you really have to have a good understanding of, of equipment life cycles. Um, you know, not so much in a, in a rental company, uh, but you really have to have a good grasp of rental life cycles. So you can make sure your fleet, your majority of your fleet is in that sweet spot, if you will, where, you know, it's earning you and, and costing you as least as possible. So going back to moving from a mechanic into a, a rental manager role or a fleet manager, what, what were some of the things that you did to sort of take that next step or what advice would you give to other people that are looking to maybe take that next step? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the first things I focused on was, um, you know, getting my degree, you know, that was one of the things that the air force benefited me was to help me get my bachelor's degree. So when I got it in business to understand the business side of things, because when you're a mechanic, you really understand the ins and the outs of the equipment and how it functions and how it, you know, breaks down and that kind of thing. Uh, you really kind of lack the business side of it. Um, and then, you know, when you're a mechanic, just look for those opportunities to do more. You, you know, and you're working directly with the service managers, branch managers, you know, those kind of things to really understand the, the business side of it, not just the, the mechanical aspects. And I guess what you're saying is it's also putting yourself out there to, to want to take on more responsibility as well. Exactly. If you say enough, yes, enough times, you know, things will happen for you. I think a lot of people get stuck in that mindset of saying no. So that's probably some good advice for people to to be open-minded and say yes to more things because it opens up more opportunity. So then talk to me about some of the people that were key influences or mentors for you. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously you mentioned I had a couple different stages in my career and I've, I've been the benefactor of some great mentors in my career. Uh, you know, as a mechanic, when I transitioned from the Air Force over to RSC as a mechanic, uh, John Smith was my immediate supervisor there. I mean, he really took me under my, on his wings to really train me on how it, what it meant to be a great customer service focused uh, mechanic. Um, he really, because the Air Force is, 
being a mechanic in the Air Force is a little bit different than a heavy equipment mechanic. Uh, so he really helped me with that, with that transition. Um, when I was over at uh, Faulkner Construction, uh, Vince Durr was the executive vice president there. I mean, I was working on my MBA at the time uh, when I was at Faulkner Construction, and he really made it real for me. You know, he would assign me business projects that were outside of my scope of work and really uh, helped me change my thinking and, and think completely differently about the business side of things. Uh, and then uh, when I transitioned as a rental manager over at WeSee, uh, Kevin Moran really did help me out quite a bit uh, in that transition to be a, a, a full uh, rental manager. Uh, I mean, he had, you know, I benefited from numerous years of experience that he had in the rental industry, but he was one of those leaders, managers that, you know, allowed me to try new things and make mistakes on my own, you know, and, and, you know, not just here's the blueprint, you know, do this, you know, it really kind of gave me the freedom to do those things. That's great to hear that you've had some, some mentors that have been a big influence on you and, and you mentioning that they've sort of let, let you learn on your own as well by guiding you to a certain extent is probably a big, big factor in, in success and, and really understanding the equipment rental industry. Oh, it's, it's, it's great because you only do it once, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you know, this, uh, there are, there's ways of learning rental management, uh, but, you know, until you're doing it and see how it is a day to day, you don't realize everything that's there. So now you're, you're, you're at 15 plus years and, and moving out of the Air Force and, and really being part of the industry. Like, how do you think the industry has changed in the past sort of 15 or so years? Yeah. So, you know, I remember when I first started out, you know, they had the, the, the paper rental ready tags and all that stuff and the DOS programs. And, you know, there was absolutely no internet support. You're and if you needed answers, you had to pick up the phone and, and thumb through the phone books. Um, you know, so I was thinking about the changes there. I mean, the tags are still the same, obviously. I mean, everybody's still using those rental ready tags, um, but the technology has made it a lot easier, uh, you know, to obtain data, to manage the rental fleet, and also help you decrease costs, you know, be more efficient, you know, um, increase damage recovery. I mean, that was a big one that was, you know, helped with technology, uh, maintain the equipment, um, and also improve customer service, you know, because you have, you know, if you're keeping a good CRM, um, you keep track of your customers really well, something you didn't have in the past. Technology is definitely a key, key area where it's changed. And I think, People don't realize that there's actually an opportunity there to embrace that technology and, and add to their learning and they can use that learning in other businesses as well. So yeah, it's good to sort of hear that you're embracing the CRM side. So talk me through what how you define success and what was a defining moment for you? Yeah, so that was a that was a, a tough question there. <laughs> so you know, because I think in, um, you know, the different moments of success, I mean, really change depending on where you're progressing in your career and where you are in your life. You know, um, I'm a I'm a big fan of Zig Ziglar. And, you know, one of the things that stick out to me is where he mentions, uh, you know, success is maximizing the, the, the talents that God gave you. And so, you know, I try to take that to heart and continually learn and experiment to maximize those abilities. You know, and then in a success comes when I see, you know, growth and improvement in myself, but, you know, and also those people around me that, um, you know, you try to help on a day-to-day -day basis. 
um, you know, and I was thinking about, you know, one specific moment um, that kind of showed me success was coming or has came, you know, in so small scale is, uh, you know, when you, you start working so hard to find opportunities on your own and growing your network and then you start seeing those calls come into you. People are seeking you out for different business opportunities and life opportunities. They're seeking you out for advice. Um, so those are kind of defining moment for me when I saw those things happen. Mm, that's a that's a good way of putting it. Like noticing that people are coming to you now for answers over a period of time. And I think you can only really get that through real life experience in, in working in whatever field that you're in. So it's uh yeah it's, it's great to sort of hear that you're slowly getting to that point but it's uh yeah like how, would you ever imagine that you would be in the rental industry for 15 plus years? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean how do you how did you get here from there, right? So it's like uh I never would have thought I'd be getting into the rental industry and I really didn't realize how big it was and how many moving pieces there were either um because when I transitioned over to the rental company side of things um, I mean, there's a lot to think about. Um, so, you know, it was a little overwhelming at first because I, you know, uh, you know, we took a chance on me, you know, um, thought my background was, would fit it well enough to manage rental fleets. And, um, but that transition, I mean, it was, it was opening. So, uh, but it was good. Yeah. It's always good when people take a chance on certain people and give them the opportunity and, have you have you been involved in any mentoring programs where you've tried to try to give back to the next generation as well? Um, well, on the being in a like a formal rental, I mean a mentor program. You know, when I was at uh, Fogner Construction, I had um, started one up for mechanics, uh, but it was more of a, the state of Virginia. We had like a, a mentor, you know, mechanic program that I became part of, just because it was so difficult to find qualified technicians at the time. Um, so that was kind of a, a, an official mentoring program, but I mean, anybody that, um, that I've worked with, you know, if I can help them along in their career, you know, and their knowledge, I've definitely been able wanted to do that. I don't want to be the person, you know, that, uh, everybody has to go to for answers. Right. So I'd rather, you know, help people mentor them, you know, so they, they can do these things on their own. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. So, so were you purposely trying to network a lot more in the early days to try and expand your network? Yeah. So, um, it, with the particular, uh, brand was with, uh, was with MCFA, their Caterpillar Mitsubishi, uh, Young Heinrich. And so, um, when I got into that, I really didn't know that industry very well, especially, um, if I was, for the used equipment side of things, if I'm looking for equipment, I didn't know where to reach, you know, who to reach out to, uh, those kind of things. So, you know, just basically started picking up the phone and finding out who their current rental and used managers are and introducing yourself and, you know, over time, just growing that, you know, that list and those relationships. And, you know, uh, you know, a couple of years down the road, you, you know, just about everybody, you know. So did anyone tell you to do that or did you go to an association and they recommended it or was that just on your own? No, I did that on my own because I was just, I needed that because, um, you know, I had to fast track, you know, getting into this industry without being in it at all, you know, because you, you like, you go to these dealer meetings and um, it's, everybody knows each other. And so, you know, as first started to go to those meetings, I didn't really know anybody. So you, you really got to do that on your own. Otherwise, it's nobody's going to just 
come up to you and say, hey, let me introduce you to 100 people, <laughs> you know. So, uh, you know, I just, it was, an, it was necessary for me to do. It was just one of those first things that I did when I got in this industry. I think this is really good insight for new people in the industry or people that just want to expand their, their network. So can you talk about some of the benefits of you actually going out and actually putting that effort in? Right. So, um, you know, when I was mentioning people are start seeking you out for opportunities, um, you know, when another dealer is looking to sell equipment because they have too much of it or, you know, they're looking to buy certain things, you know, um, it's good to be one of the first people they call uh, because, you know, especially during times like this, a lot of rental places are looking to downsize their fleet. You know, um, there are a lot of good buys to have right now. So it's, it's nice for those people to, to think, okay, where can I go for that with this stuff? Um, and then if you're their first name on their mind, I mean, you benefit, um, you know, not just for them, but, but for your company that you're working for too. Um, if you have a, a, you know, a, a big project coming up, let's say I have a rental customers looking for, you know, a dozen pieces of equipment that uh, we do currently don't have in the fleet. Um, it's, it's good to know where to go find that, you know, cause you don't always want to buy brand new equipment for a six month rental. Um, so if you have those, those, uh, that network to go find that, you know, uh, it's, it's always beneficial. And so what advice would you give to new people that are joining the industry? Right. So, I mean, just a couple things. I mean, you know, don't try to come in and control everything, you know, you know, empower your team, you know, let them do their job, but also, uh, you know, keep an open mind, like you mentioned, you know, cause you know, we don't all know everything. And so, and then, you know, continuously learn on your own, take that initiative. You know, it doesn't have to be going to a formal school. It could be reading articles every day or, you know, pick up a book, you know, uh, learn from you, uh, competitors, other people that work around you. Just, you know, just look out for those opportunities, you know, to, for mentorship, you know, and to be a mentor for other people. Um, I think that's very important, you know, just continually looking to hone your skills. I think that's a great point. Just continuous improvement and eventually things will happen. I mean, what you're doing right now with the, the rental journal, I mean, that's, that's new and you're having to work at it and reach out to people. I mean, that's, I, I bet, you know, a year from now, it's going to look completely different than what it, you know, what it is now. Let's hope so. Maybe uh, what I'll do is in 12 months, we can, I'll reach out to you again and we can see where the rental journal's at. Well, this about wraps up our discussion. I really appreciate you coming on the rental journal podcast, Jason. No, I appreciate you thinking of me. Thanks. All right. Good luck to you. I, All right. I great what you're doing. I appreciate everyone that listened in and I hope to see everyone in next week's episode.